Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Jill Stratton's job at Washington University is to create joy. That's kind of an oversimplification. She got her PhD in ethical and creative leadership, and she's technically WashU's Associate Dean for Undergraduate Residential Learning and Special Assistant to the Provost. But there's a reason that students there have dubbed her the Dean of Joy. She's supposed to be making them more successful and happy during their time at the university. And in that role, she's learned things that any of us can apply apply to our daily lives. What better time to think about implementing them than this Thanksgiving week? So Dean Stratton, thank you so much for joining us today. And Sarah, thank you for having me and please call me Jill. <laughs> All right. Okay. With that, I will. <laughs> it's a joy to be here. Now, for those of you listening, we're wondering what have you done to increase joy in your life? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So, Jill, what do we know about what makes people happy? What we know is that sometimes we think it's the surface things that make us happy, the circumstances, but there's a lot of research out there about these things called intentional acts. Sonia Libomirsky has done research that says there are things that we can do in our lives to increase our happiness and our joy right now. It's things that we might not think about. And one of those things is actually gratitude. And I wanted to mention that in the U.S., we get gratitude right. We practice it one day a year. It's, it's actually coming up in two days. But actually, that's not a gratitude practice. It's mm. a fabulous holiday. But a gratitude practice, what I call cultivating gratitude, can help us be happier. And I've got some ideas and some recommendations for your listeners if you're interested. Yeah, I think we'd love to hear that. Um, I think first, though, we did ask our listeners Great. what they're thankful for. And we heard back from some of them. Let's listen to that. Um, and then we can share thoughts for all of us who want to join in. Hi, my name is David Wise, and I live in South St. Louis County. I'm thankful for health insurance, which affords our family an opportunity to have health care. That isn't true for most people in the United States and around the world, that they can get access to health care or have access to insurance to help pay for some of their health care. So I'm really grateful for that. We have two young children, and they get sick often. My name is Claire, spelled without an I, and I live in Columbus, Ohio. I am really thankful for how good food tastes. And I know that that sounds really ridiculous, but when you think about how it could have shaken out all the different ways that it could be, food doesn't have to taste good. It doesn't have to taste like anything. It could be just nutrients that we get. And instead, we have all of these different delicious flavors and textures and dishes, and we get to feed ourselves, nourish ourselves, and enjoy them at the same time. And Hopefully on Thanksgiving, enjoy the company as well. This is Dave Rowland responding to Sarah Finsky's question about what we're grateful for right now. When I was growing up, the way you kept in touch with people was via phone calls or writing paper letters and sending them through the mail. Um, And now we have technology that lets me follow along with the lives of the friends that I've made um, as I grew up. Um, That includes people on both coasts, um, in the South, in the Southwest, hundreds of miles from where I am now. If we were stuck with the technology I grew up with, I would probably never hear from these people. My name is Eliza Martin. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. And one thing I'm always grateful for is that life is so long. There's so much time to do things that I want to do. I have the whole rest of my life to worry about things. And for that, I'm always grateful. You have to take it 
day by day and hope that there'll be a tomorrow. Hi, uh, this is Danny in Carondelet. Uh, I'm thankful uh, this year for the arch because there it is. And so those are some of the things our listeners are, are grateful for. Was, I love it. I love it. I was going to say, what was going through your mind? Some oh. of those things are very simple things. Right, the idea that right. food tastes good. Right. You know, I, I loved everything because sometimes we think of joy or gratitude as these huge, big things. And sometimes there's the small moments, the little things. But they're big things like health insurance. That's really it's important. It's huge. But the taste of food or their opportunity to hold your grandchild's hand, uh, a laugh. I mean, the other thing about gratitude that was going through my head is that it can be perceived as something that's cheesy, something that's just really surface. But there's a lot of research, Sarah, on the power of gratitude, how it helps us, our physical health, our mental, emotional, and our social health. So that was going through my mind. So what are some things we can do to make sure that we're actually practicing this gratitude, not just waiting for Thanksgiving next year? Right. I've got three invitations for your listeners. The one is, uh, it's very simple. It's called Three Good Things. So there was research that uh, was done that people who wrote down three good things that happened to them over the course of a week actually were happier even six months later. So I do this gratitude practice with my nephew, who's 10, and I'll say, Drew, what are three good things that happened to you today? And he's still in that sweet stage where he'll say, I got to talk to you. That's so sweet. And then he's like, and then I got to watch video games and eat ice cream. But then I'll say, okay, Drew, because I think it's also important to practice gratitude with young people. He's 10. I said, Drew, what question do you have for me? And he says, Aunt Jill, what are four good things that happened to you? (laughs) So I think it's also practicing with children and young people. Mm -hmm. The other thing is a gratitude letter. I asked my students in the Psych of Young Adulthood class last week, somebody that they were grateful for, and many of them mentioned family members. And so I invited them to write a gratitude letter to that person to express how much they mean to them. It's simple, but it's really powerful. And the third thing I wanted to mention is I do a public gratitude practice on Facebook. Mm-hmm. One, of your, one of your listeners mentioned social media. It's called Tilt. Things I Love Thursday. So every Thursday for the last nine years, I have been tilting. And so it's an invitation that I put out to your listeners and many friends said, oh, Jill, that's so cool that that's your thing. It's not my thing. It's everybody's thing. Gratitude is powerful. Jill, do you ever see a backlash? Does people, you know, you're encouraging them to right, be grateful. Right, right. Does it make some people grumpy when they're like, yeah. I'm just not feeling this? <laughs> yeah, and I think it has to be authentic, right? I mean, one of the students about a year ago, she said to me, Dean Stratton, does the Dean of Joy ever get sad? That's a really good question. It was a really good question. The simple answer was yes. Uh, The longer answer is that if you numb yourself to the sadness and the pain, you'll also numb yourself to the joy. Hmm. So I also encourage people to be authentic in their gratitude, specific in their gratitude, and real. And if you're going through a hard time or a blue time, sometimes around the holidays, that's actually natural and normal. It's okay. But also we know that surrounding ourselves with people that we trust and love, social connection is really important as it relates to gratitude and to joy. So if people are maybe feeling a little blue, um, to try to find a way to to break out of that rut or... Yeah, I mean, and it's also just to uh, be okay with it. Um, I, I sit with students in my office frequently who are 
crying or upset, I think it's also okay to normalize the sadness that's part of walking this human path. It's not if sad things happen to us, it's when. But we also know that for me, gratitude is a, and joy is kind of an undercurrent that helps sustain um, the joy in my life. So what's the number one thing, if people are wanting to feel more joy right now, what would you say they should do in this coming week? Okay, I, I would say keep a gratitude journal. About 10 years ago, I went through a really sad time in my life, and I knew this research on gratitude. I knew it would boost my immune system, lower levels of stress, more social connection. So I started keeping a gratitude journal. The first week, it went something like this. I had a really good bagel. Hmm. My car started. The sun came up. These were not wonderful, epic things, but I was focusing on the good. Over the course of three weeks, I noticed more good things were happening, but it wasn't that more good things were happening. I was noticing them. So I think the number one thing I would encourage people to do is to either keep a gratitude journal or think about the three good things. Jill Stratton, Dean of Joy at Washington University, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you, Sarah, and happy Thanksgiving. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.